For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is a special live edition of the Scribble Oscar Night Spectacular. I don't know if it's going to be spectacular. It's just going to be me chatting here. But one of our good friends, Cheryl Hickey, host of ET Canada, is going to be joining us. She is staying up late. She's a trooper just to talk to us. I appreciate her efforts on this one. Because you know what? It's Monday already on the East Coast. Uh, For you in the Central and Pacific time zones, you still have a couple of hours until it's Monday. But uh, thanks for tuning in today and subscribing on SoundCloud and iTunes and listening in at thescribbleshow.com. What a night. Oscar's big night. Finally, award show season, ladies and gentlemen, is over. Though, when you come to think of it, though, I don't even really know that award show season actually ends. It's kind of a year-round process now. You know, we had uh, Mark Malkin on the show last week talking, previewing the Oscars, and and it's it's kind of dragged out now. There's so many other little fringe shows, we could call them. Uh, country music shows are coming up, and yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely... It's good to celebrate yourself when you're a celebrity, isn't it? So, uh, anyway, the Oscars seem to be the big one. That is the, the end-all be-all of the gold statuettes and, and trophies and, and the one that everybody gets dolled up for. This uh, The men this year, gotta tell ya, a li- little bit different than other years, the black tux. We have never seen that before at the Oscars, but I think women have a little bit more. They're the ones that are scrutinized and commented on their wardrobe and their jewelry and their hair and their makeup and everything like that. The guys just slip into a, a tux and a, strap on a bow tie and, and they're there. They really don't care. But you could also maybe comment on their hair, right? Because some of them, they get really, really good hair. Now, Chris Rock, host of the show, this Oscar So White thing, this is the hashtag that everybody's been buzzing about for months, or weeks at least anyway, the the snubs of the African-American actors, and certainly was a lot of uh, black star power, though, on the stage presenting awards and just, just being there, right? They certainly had a presence. Now, it's interesting because that could be in response to the criticism, right? Because then if you have no black folks on there and all just white presenters and, and people coming out there and giving introductions, you know, then you're criticized even more. Now, Chris Rock, here's the deal. And I'm going to ask Cheryl about this when she joins us in about uh, 10 minutes or so, is that he did the monologue addressing the issue, and that was almost the entire monologue, and I get it, and that's fine. But at the same time, was enough enough? Like for me, okay, maybe for the first hour then. Run the joke for the first hour. But then it seemed like every time he came out, there was more about it. And I just figured... Wow, what a terrible night to be white for a second here. You know, like, it's why are we, why is this a race issue? And, you know, you have all these people that say that it's a matter of being nominated because you're the best in that category or you're the best performer of the year. It's not about the color of your skin. You know, I mentioned last week again with Mark from E! News that, you know, why not have best single parent of the year, best gay actor of the year? If you're going to break it down to 
generalizations, whether it's the color of your skin, your ethnicity, your race, whatever, your, your background, your cultural background, is that really? Because when you look at it, how many of the winners during the Oscar night ceremony had a foreign accent, right? So why aren't we protesting and saying, you know what, there's too many foreigners then? Like, and I'm giving an example. I'm not taking sides either way. But, you know, there's so many other issues in the world. Why are we focusing? This is just focusing on that. You know, Rock made that comment about the uh, police, you know, shooting the people, uh, you know, black cop shooting the white guy or whatever it was. And it, it it's like, just let's let's let it go. Let it go. Br- cue up a Frozen uh, rendition of Frozen here. Let's just drop the race issue. It's not always about race. Okay. There we go. I had to go on my little Chris Rock rant. And again, Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada will be joining us in a little while, and I, I want her to weigh in on that. But let's talk about the uh, the winners and the losers of the night, because it was a very big night. Now, we knew that it was going to be Leo DiCaprio's night. Finally took home the trophy. Six nominations. He finally won for his role in The Revenant. And this is one of those things where he used his platform and decided to do some good. He wanted to preach about global warming. He wanted to open up people's eyes about it, which I think we all realize that, you know, I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. The city has had probably one of the mildest winters in in years, maybe decades. So we get it. And that's sort of where we lose touch with it, right? Because we don't want it to be freezing in the winter, but at the same time, it should be, or it's supposed to be just based on the way the world is changing. And, and what's it going to be like in 15, 20 years? You know, if we don't take care of what we've got, you know, it could be could be tough. Uh, Mad Max uh, opened up the show with a lot of wins. Let's just sort of recap those right now. Uh, taking home gold in costume design, production design, hair, makeup styling, also uh, for film editing, sound editing, sound mixing. It seemed like it was going to be a sweep for Mad Max. And then when it comes to, dare I say it, the important categories of the night... Let's talk about some of those winners. Alicia Vikander for the Danish girl, actress in a supporting role. Now, actor in a supporting role went to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Now, this is interesting because all of the reports that I was reading, and I believe uh, Mark mentioned it last week when we were doing the show, that it seemed like Sly Stallone was the favorite for this one. So this could be considered a big upset of the night. Now, uh, let's go over some of the other categories here. Now, of course, like I said, Leo DiCaprio won uh, Best Actor. Sorry, Lead Actor. I've got a million pages here. (laughs) We've got Best Picture went to Spotlight. Uh, Actress in a leading role, Brie Larson for Room. Uh, Director Alejandro Inarito for The Revenant. So big night across the board for some of those well-deserved actors. Original score went to The Hateful Eight. Let's talk about those music categories for a second then. Uh, We've also got the performances by Lady Gaga, Sam Smith, and The Weeknd. Lady Gaga was the frontrunner, it seemed like, till it happens to you. Now, she gave quite an emotional performance, had the audience in tears on its feet at the end, and, uh, you know, definitely raising awareness. She was joined on stage by people who had all of the writing, you know, Survivor, It Happened to Me, on their arms. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of... I sort of look at Gaga now a little bit differently since she's won an acting award because now I don't know if she's just playing a character, which I guess when you're playing a character, you're acting. That makes sense. So it's hard to see, you know, she's had that Marilyn Monroe sort of old school look. And I don't know if she's being disingenuous now with this performance. Like, it's hard to look at this. We're getting tweets as we go. I should have muted my phone, ladies and gentlemen. This is what happens uh, when you don't 
mute your phone when you're on the air live. And, you know, we don't normally do a show live at midnight, so I do apologize for that. So professional here. Uh, No, but anyway, as I'm saying, Lady Gaga, it almost just seems like she's just this starlet now. She's this actor. And to me, I can't help but see that now when I see her perform. Yes, wearing a meat outfit and dressed as David Bowie. I get it that she's playing a character. But when it's an emotional performance like she was doing tonight, is it sincere? Is it really, though? Is she playing up that role? When she sang the anthem at the Super Bowl, everybody loved it. But for me, I was kind of like, you know, it just seems a little overdone now. Is she a little bit overdramatic? And I get that the song is touching and emotional, so I'm going to, you know, I'm not ragging on her entirely for it. But still, still. Sam Smith, Jimmy Napes, writings on the wall. Uh, That's the one that took home the win for original song. Now, from all accounts that I heard, it didn't seem like this was the front runner. You know, The weekend had a big year, and uh, I thought that maybe he could win as well, but it seemed, now you can't be swayed by the performance in the moment, because obviously the voting has happened before the show, but it seemed like Lady Gaga was the one that everybody was talking about potentially winning, and uh, for some reason, didn't go to her, and it was went to Sam Smith, who, by the way, looks a little bit, I tweeted it earlier and then I deleted it, because I was sort of like, maybe not. I thought that he looks like a little bit of a younger George Michael. And I I don't know. Tell me what you thought about that. You know, tweet me. All of my tweets are online still at, other other than that one, at SFCelebWatch, at SF, as in speak free, CelebWatch. George Michael, Sam Smith? No? A little bit? And I also tweeted that I kind of liked a little bit of a chubbier Sam Smith. Like, there was just something a bit more cute about him. And I don't know. I just And I'm not a huge fan of him, but I just thought that it was... It's sort of like... um, when Melissa McCarthy dropped a bunch of weight or Drew Carey, you fall in love with these people and all of a sudden they just look so different and you're kind of like, I don't know if I like you like that now. I kind of like it's different for me. I want Sam Smith to be a little bit chubbier. I think that was cute. It was adorable. I, I, I want Sam to be the old Sam again. Be the old Sam. All right. So as I mentioned, we've got Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada coming up in just a little bit. We're going to take a break. More here on this special live edition of The Scribble right after this. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them, too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. Jeremy Bradley here, back live on this special edition of the Scribble Oscar Night Spectacular. That was the best name we could come up with, by the way, on such short notice. Check out my tweets at SF Watch. Check out the giant pizzas that we ordered. We had some cookies. It was We really went all out. We spare no expense to wrap up award show season. I even had a nice bubble bath this morning for a couple hours. I really get into the zone when we do this. I've got four pages of notes from all of the winners and the losers, and if, if you hear the shuffling, that's what we're doing. Again, we're not usually live after midnight. But that's definitely what we're doing tonight. Three hours of the red carpet. Everybody was buzzing about the arrivals, the highs, the lows. Ryan Seacrest wearing gray. Most of the men wearing black tuxedos. Common uh, wearing white. 
Uh, Chris Rock hosting the Oscars. Interesting that Oscars is so white was the hashtag of the year. And the host, the black host, comes out wearing white. I also noted that at the beginning. Now, aside from the Oscars, I'm also live-tweeting The Bachelor as the season continues. Ben Higgins is uh, he's just a train wreck, so I've got to do a quick shout-out for that. So Mondays, by the way, live-tweeting uh, with Bachelor Nation. I do enjoy that. I have such a good time. And again, I do drink during that, and, and we definitely make the most of it. So uh, one of the things that everybody seems to be doing is the selfies at the Oscars. So you're going to see all the celebrities for the next hour two posting pictures, whether that's from the after parties or during the ceremony. And I always want to tell them, put down your damn phone already. And here's the deal. You you want to enjoy, you want to live in the moment. And there's a part of it, like even though social media brings you there and it brings the audience and the fans there, you still should have some sort of exclusivity for it though. You know, like when I've done red carpet events and I, I don't do selfies, I don't like pictures of myself for the most part, even though I'm a genuinely adorable, but I, I don't like doing selfies. And to me, it just seems unprofessional. And as a reporter on the red carpet, I, I've just never really liked doing it. But, but definitely I want to tell them to put down your damn phone already. And you know what I'm leading into here is my book called Put Down Your Damn Phone Already. Check it out on Amazon or iTunes or putdownyourdamnphone.com. Yes. It's interesting to see what they carry in those little uh, handbags. What do you call them? A clutch. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know what I would carry in mine. I I don't have much. I would probably bring my phone just because that's everybody's attached to their phone. I don't know what other items I would bring. Send me an email. Would love to hear what you would bring in your clutch or on your person when you're at uh, the Oscars. Send me an email live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. Now, something we were doing also on Twitter and on Facebook uh, was we wanted you to send in your predictions about the winners of the night. And we have a new iPhone that we're giving away. We uh, tweeted some pictures of me with that. And so we're still, we got hundreds and hundreds of people sending in predictions. Now, I've got to tell you, some people only picked like the top four or five categories. Unfortunately, you're not going to be entered because that's actually really easy to get all of those right. We were going for people who were picking the winners of the awards handed out all night. So we're, we're still going through them. We don't know who the winner is just yet. I'm sure we'll make that announcement in the coming day or so because there's, like I said, hundreds of entries. And uh, definitely a lot of people, from what I was flipping through, a lot of people were getting a lot of them right. Now, as we mentioned on Twitter and Facebook, is that if there is uh, a group of people or two people who have the same amount of correct answers, we're going to randomly put their names and pick one winner. We obviously are not giving away 500 iPhones. We just have the one to give away, and I didn't think there would be such a great response, but there was, and that means that you love winning free stuff, and we love giving it away. So, live at jbonair.com. Again, would love to hear your thoughts about Sunday night's Oscars. Happy Monday to our friends in the East Coast, and now it is Monday in the Central Time Zone. And we're coming at you live here on The Scribble at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. We've got one more break, and then Cheryl Hickey, host of ET Canada, will be joining us right here on The Scribble. If you want to work until you keel over, have less of everything in retirement, or give back more of your hard-earned money to the stock market again, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to protect the money you save, receive a steady, predictable retirement income, and enjoy financial security for as long as you live, then 
And listen to this. You can download a free report that reveals the wealth-building secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. You'll learn how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and real prosperity without risking your money in the Wall Street casino. And how to get the money you need when you need it, simply by asking for it. This is the best way to have a 100% secure retirement and know your money will last as long as you do. To learn more about this method and to get your free report, go to 14security.com. That's the number 14security.com. 14security.com. Go to 14security.com. Celeb spotting on the scribble. Well, if you were like me, you probably thought the Oscars were not going to end. And that couldn't be more true for the folks on the East Coast. Monday already. Happy Monday. Uh, now, she is much taller and prettier than Rick Campanelli. I'm talking about Cheryl Hickey, of course, from ET Canada. <laughs> Joining us on the line from Toronto. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. I don't know if I'm prettier. He's pretty cute. Uh, you know, okay, not that we want to make this chat about Rick, but does he kind of look a little like Eddie Redmayne? Not at all. No, okay. No. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't... Oh. I'm th- I'm thinking like, no, like not really. No, just the face. No, like no. not hair or anything. No, you don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, they both have excellent hair. You are right yeah, there. Yeah. I would say so. Okay. All right. So now I know you're <laughs> you're tuned into the entertainment scene just like I am. Do you know where Jada and Will were tonight? Do you think they were secretly watching? They had to be. Of course they were watching. <laughs> Absolutely, they were watching, and I'm sure that they were not happy. I mean. You know, Chris Rock had social media going crazy. Everyone was talking about him um, over, you know, that was a 10-minute long Academy Award monologue. And, of course, he took dead aim at Oscars. So, like, controversy. And he did it in a comedic way. And he was very bold, calling Hollywood racist and stating it's not about boycotting. We want opportunity. So, you know, I thought, you know, his moments were hard-hitting. And I thought he, he did do it with a great amount of humor. Do you think it dragged on a little bit because it was sort of the running joke all night? And to me, it sort of got a little old. Like, yes, do it in the monologue, but then just leave it. What did you think? No, I I think, you know, it was such a big issue. That's what we all, everyone was talking about leading right up to the Oscars. I think this is what we knew Chris Rock was going to do. And I think if he left it alone, he would have been, um, I think, probably chastised for that later. He would have... People would have said, well, why didn't you continue on with it? So, no, I thought he, I thought he did a fantastic job throughout. That is a really tough, this is a really tough year to be a host. Mm-hmm. Next to impossible. You know, I mean, he had so many people to please and so many points to hit. It would have been so incredibly stressful uh, for him to just get up there. So, you know, no, I think, I think he did a fantastic job. Um, and, you know, some of the skits had us all laughing, and we needed moments like that. It's a long award show, yeah. and I thought he, he carried it very well. Yeah, and uh, let's talk winners, and then we'll talk music. I know you want to talk about the performances, but Leo DiCaprio, big win. He's no longer the Susan Lucci of the Oscars. Six nominations, finally winning for The Revenant. Everybody called this one, right? Yeah, I mean, it looked like as, he, as it was going along that that was what was going to happen and that he was going to win, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that movie was just gripping, and he was fantastic in it, and he really pushed himself, I think, certainly as an actor. Um, so, I, you know, I, yeah, he had to win for that film. I think some of the best acceptance speeches are the ones that, yes, they thank their loved ones and their producer, their director, what have you. But especially when they make a point, you know, he went on about global warming and and made some really hard-hitting facts that sort of really make you think. 
And you know, those are those are the kind of people you say he's not just acting in the role; he actually he feels and believes what he's yeah. saying. No, for sure. I mean, I think Leo he knew the importance of that platform, and he knew that you know there were so many people watching, and it was it was a great opportunity to speak about something that he's super passionate about. And I think that's not for everyone to do, but I think for Leo to do it was fantastic. But could you imagine though if he didn't win, that would have been crazy. If he didn't win, yeah. I just I don't even know what I would say. I mean, it would be completely shocked and, and mortified for yeah. him. But he did win, and and, that, yeah. and I think that's exactly what needed to happen. I was laughing when they were showing the other nominees. The other guys nominated in the category were probably like, "I'm not even going to get my hopes up." It's Leo. We know it. Yeah, no, for sure. The only <laughs> person I think that probably gave him a really good run for his money was Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic in that movie. So. Switching over to the female side, Brie Larson, so humble, so deserving. And again, I think everybody picked her. Uh, she won for The Room, of course. Uh, but uh, just, such a, just such a wholesome young woman, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. She's fantastic. And I mean, she she really handled herself really well along award show season. I mean, it's a long road and there's a lot that goes on. But she played the game really well. She deserved the award, certainly. Um, that's a really, really difficult, a uh, really difficult one to to take home. I mean, those actresses that she was up against were were stellar. So the fact that she did, you know, was able to win it was amazing, and she deserved it. And I'm not one to really notice fashion or jewelry, but did you notice that rock that she was? That was a giant ring. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, us ladies, we get. People donate a lot of jewelry to us when we, we hit a red carpet. So that's what happens there. <laughs> i got to ask you, Kate, because you, you're glam on the red carpet and every time you're at an event. What's the most amount of jewelry you've worn, dollar-wise? Oh, I've worn a million dollars worth of jewelry. Oh, my once. God. Um, and that was pretty pretty crazy. But you, you had to give it back, or did you sort of just... Oh, keep... my gosh, of course I had to give it back. <laughs> In fact, I had a security guard with me the entire evening. <laughs> oh, my... And, you know, it didn't, it didn't make for a fun evening, because you always have someone all over you. So, <laughs> But, yes, no, it's, it's, it's nice to wear them, but it's also nice to give them back, because then you can breathe a little bit. Well, I had to laugh because it was it was the America's Got Talent finale. We were at the red carpet there, and uh, Nick Cannon wearing a, a million-dollar watch and three big old black dudes around me as I was interviewing him. And I thought, you guys, look, at I'm this tiny little guy. You, three of you, come on. I, it, really. But, yeah, it's an expensive night for those uh, those. Well, you know designers. what? But that's what you've got to do. I mean, that's a million dollars. Yeah. That's a million dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, back so you have to remember at those kind of events, you don't know what's going on with him, so there yeah. could have been another reason even for the security. So yeah. he is Nick Cannon, after all. Yeah, true, true. T- still on fashion, then. Who do you think looked the best tonight? I loved Brie Larson. I loved yeah. Alessia Vikander. I thought Charlize Theron looked stunning. Um, for the guys, I thought Common looked beautiful, yes. very handsome. Jared Leto, really interesting with the bow tie flower kind of thing that he had going on. Uh, John Legend and Chrissy looked amazing. I thought they were the best couple. Um, and then Heidi Klum. I was a little confused by her dress, but she's so beautiful she can wear it. She was going to prom. She was going to a prom. <laughs> it was... Yeah, no, um, I think I think that, that one was a little confusing to me, but she's such a stunning woman. It's, she's amazing. It's true. She still looks good. You know, you did... You forgot somebody, and I'm kind of a little upset. You forgot fellow Canadian Mr. Trombley. Oh my gosh, cute as a dude. Yeah, he is adorable. No, love him. He's, he always looks good. He's, he's so cute, and I mean, um, he can do no wrong. He can really do no wrong. He's just such a little man. Nine years old, right, or no? 
Yeah, he's a little man, and his mom and dad are always there, and they're always kind of, they always seem to have his back, which is really nice, and guiding him through this whole crazy ride. So, yeah, very excited for him. And if there's one thing, we want him to stay that way. Stay innocent, stay adorable, just stay who you are. Don't let Hollywood change you. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I think that's, that's the hard part, right? He's probably, he is going to have to change because he's a little kid and grow up, and yeah. that's one of the biggest problems with childhood actors is people don't want them to grow up, and then they end up getting stuck. And But as long as, you know, you're totally right, as long as he stays to the true being of who he is, such a kind young man, so... Let's hope so. It sounds like he's got some really good parents and really good people around. We'll talk about the songs in just a second. Let's slide over. Sly Stallone, losing out, supporting actor. It went to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. It seems like a lot of people were calling this one for Sly, but he didn't get it. No, he didn't get it. And I, you know, I think it's nostalgia. You know, if you look at really, for me, as I looked at why I wanted Sly to win, it was nostalgia. That's really what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, was he the best actor? I don't know. I think it might have been more my heart wanting him to win than than maybe the, the acting credit, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, it really did. It was quite the upset, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so those music categories. Awesome performances. We saw Sam Smith, uh, The Weeknd, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga had the audience in tears and on its feet at the end. Uh, what was your favorite performance of the night? Um, I'd have to say Lady Gaga's performance was the one that struck me the most. And then I would probably say The weekend because that is an incredibly difficult song to sing, mm. and I thought he nailed it. It's really difficult um, to get there with that song, and, and he had it bang on, so I was, you know, hanging on every note, and, and he did it. Now, I heard that Gaga was sort of the front... Well, I guess it depends on who you're listening to, but it seemed that Gaga was the front runner. We know that it went to uh, Sam and Jimmy Napes for writings on the wall. Was this an upset? Who did you think would have taken it? You know, based on what song was kind of on the tip of everyone's tongue uh, this entire year, and it was really that song, so I sort of thought that would be it. But, you know, Sam Smith has such a distinctive voice, um, and he's so talented. I mean, the rumor has it that he wrote that song in less than 10 minutes. So if that's the kind of goodness and greatness that comes out of him in 10 minutes, by God, he, he deserves to win that. Uh, what was the biggest uh, shock or the biggest upset of the night, do you think? Mm, I think Sly Stallone. I think that's what everyone's going to so. be talking about for the next little while. I think that was the biggest upset for me. Well, I know that everybody's going to be talking about ET Canada. Well, I guess not tomorrow, today, Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. So what do you have planned for ET Canada? Oh my goodness. Well, we'll be covering uh, all the parties after the Oscars and sort of bringing you all the, the highlights and the lowlights. And then we have a fantastic fashion panel. Uh, breaking down all the fashion for those who are who are watching that. Now, I know Rick is not there because there's a height limit to get into the Oscars, isn't there? That's that's what it is, is that you've no, got to be... No, <laughs> Rick's on maternity leave. <laughs> Just like that bit yes, of fun. Yes, our boy is, is taking care of his brand new boy, so no, he's on maternity leave. Uh, but I... I will tell him that you said so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to be watching E.T. Canada, and uh, Cheryl Hickey, thanks so much for staying up with us tonight. Nice, thanks for having me. Have a great Monday, guys. We hear you chirping... Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. 
Jeremy Bradley here back on a special live edition of The Scribble. Happy Monday if you're tuning in on the uh, East Coast or in Central Time Zone. And for those of you rocking out on the Mountain or Pacific Time Zones, well, happy Sunday to you as well. So just some housekeeping notes to take care of. My thanks to Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada for joining us here on the podcast. We've also got an extended version of this interview with Cheryl on our radio shows, Top of the Charts and The Open Road, our syndicated radio shows. And uh, we thank our audiences there for tuning in as well. When we've got a full recap on Entertainment Wrap-Up, that's at entertainmentwrapup.com, and you can hear our recap of the winners, the losers, and a little bit more about my thoughts on the Oscars from Sunday night. As I mentioned earlier, live-tweeting The Bachelor for the rest of the season, and, you know, will Ben find love? We hear that he's got two people that have won his heart, and it was interesting hometowns meeting those families and uh, those brothers, Right. Those pesky brothers are always the ones that get in the way. And, you know, he he was sort of roughed up a little bit verbally. And then there was that mom that was chugging the bottle of wine. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. Would love to hear from Bachelor Nation. Send me an email live at jbonair.com live at jbonair.com. Now, the Scribble podcast is uploaded every Friday at thescribbleshow.com, and we've had, this is, I guess, episode 54 now, uh, we've had some great guests, everybody from Jeff Probst from Survivor, Phil Kogan from The Amazing Race, we've had from Shark Tank, Barbara Corcoran and Kevin O'Leary, we've had a lot of great, Caesar Milan the Dog Whisperer, I just, I'm going to keep name dropping, we've had The Village People, we've had... Oh, let me think. We were live from Kenny Rogers' dressing room in Winnipeg in September. That was a great moment there. We've had we've had Mel B from the Spice Girls. We've had Hanson. We've had Howie D from Backstreet Boys. We've had Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees. We've had Jerry Springer. We've had Hulk Hogan. We've had Margaret Cho, Chris D'Elia, Russell Peters, Gilbert Gottfried. You know, I can't even mention. We've got a whole bunch of great country stars coming up in the next few weeks. Oak Ridge Boys and Exile and Lori Morgan will be joining us for special country editions of the podcast. Uh, So we definitely do have a good time. Now, in case you've missed any of the celebrity guests on our syndicated radio shows, you can also go to speakfreecelebwatch.com, speakfreecelebwatch.com, and you can have a look or have a listen to those interviews there as well. Because you know what? We're coming up on 10 years for that syndicated radio show called Top of the Charts. 10 years in April. We've come a long way. 500 and some weekly shows. It's been quite a ride. Now, coming up in April, though, to celebrate the 10th anniversary, we have got some amazing broadcasts for you and we're actually not even staying at home base we're actually going to be zigzagging all over the world we might be in florida for a little while we might be in mexico for a little while it's going to be a very good spring a good time to celebrate 10 years on the radio because you know come to think of it in show business in broadcasting and media you see it with tv shows you can last maybe three weeks four weeks and you're done so we're very lucky to have been doing this for 10 years so I want to thank everybody who makes this show possible. Again, live here on the Scribble Podcast. My name is Jeremy Bradley. I will talk to you same time, same place on Friday. Thanks for tuning in. My thanks to Cheryl Hickey. Bye-bye, everybody. Want more Scribble? Check out thescribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at thescribbleshow.com and on Twitter at The Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak-free media presentation. If you want some real heat, 